so we'll, uh, welcome to the brand panel. <laughs> My name is Val, and I run the channel Because Geek, which is mainly about uh, detective work on uh, Game of Thrones. Um, yeah, long story short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sanrexian. I'm a fan artist in the community. They call me the mother of dragons, and today I'm Arya Stark, so I'm a sibling to Bran today. <laughs> I'm Dancing Sean from History Westeros. I'm old man Jon Snow. Uh, I'm Phil from Phil the Issues Guy. And I'm not awake yet. <laughs> yeah, everybody get your coffee yeah. and your monsters in. This yeah. is your wake-up panel. I know. This is, <laughs> it's an interesting conversation to have first thing in the morning about Bran. I mean, I think going into this panel, I can't speak for everybody, but we picked these before the season started, I believe yeah. everyone did. So, like, going into the season thinking we were, I was going to be on a brand panel, I was extra excited because I thought, that, you know, he'd do so much. There'd be so, much, so many interesting things happening within this season. And I'm not going to say that I was completely disappointed with everything that happened within the season, but the conclusion of his arc, oh, we got the king over there, yeah, was, it was unique. I, I was filled with a lot of emotions throughout the season about doing this panel halfway through, like, what are we going to talk about at the end? And then at the end, oh, my God, what are we going to talk about? Hold on, let me clarify something. You got to pick your panels? Yeah. <laughs> I just say, give me whatever. <laughs> no, brand. I didn't Fine, I'll do brand. <laughs> I knew I knew it. I knew it all along. I picked this panel. Nice. No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I had no idea. <laughs> Who had any idea that Bran was going to be king? Yeah, did, no. did you guys expect that? Just George Martin, I guess. Branded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely branded. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think I've come all this way? Yeah. <laughs> but I guess that's a... I mean, we, we talked a little bit. I guess that's a good first point. Do people think... If, are we projecting meaning? Did Bran know the whole time? When he gave the dagger to Arya, did he know how the game would end? When he said, what do people think? If you think Bran knew, raise your hand the whole time. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. who's good at percentage? There's still some follow-up to that. Like, what do you mean by the whole time? Okay. Like, from the moment that Jamie he pushed connect, him out he, of the window? That he borged um, with the three-eyed raven. The moment okay, that yeah. they, they sort of connected... Did he, was it just the three-eyed raven that took over the situation or the children that took over the situation and planned this all out? I mean, we're starting conspiracy quick. Yeah. (laughs) I'll say, uh, my thought on this is probably going to be pervasive. Almost this whole panel, I'm going to like go back to that. I'm going to call this Sean's point 1A. Is it, even if he knew, what what does it mean to know something? He might had had some vision, but not really understood what it meant. Yeah. Like, literally, even if he saw himself sitting on the Iron Throne, which, by the way, that didn't even exactly happen. No. no. Which might cloud the vision even more. That might really hurt right? his butt if he tried to say that. But it doesn't mean he really understands it. Like, Melisandre knew Stannis was the prince that was promised. She knew it, but she was wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and Bran is more inexperienced than ancient Melisandre about yeah. interpreting these prophecies and visions. So I think he may have had some idea or some vision, but didn't understand what it meant. Right. You know? I, that's a good point. Think, think about Jojen. He seemed to have a certain amount of clarity. Yeah, he had, a, he had more agency in his visions than we've seen Bran have. But even still, sometimes it was hard to tell if, he wasn't, if, if Jojen wasn't being forthright because he didn't really know or understand or because he didn't want Mira to be scared mm-hmm. or because he would scare people wouldn't go along with what he thought they needed. But... Or the three-eyed raven was manipulating him as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be. Yeah. I was under, like, I always felt like where we're at in the books, I was like, is Bran actually going to leave that cave? Ever. Ever. Like, because we were given Bloodraven as our example where he's become a tree person. 
and um, it kind of like fused into that tree. So I'm like, is this brand's end destination? So when I saw the end of the show, it just kind of like messed me up because I'm like, wait, wait, how is this going to happen in more in more time? Like, how is this all going to unfold to get brand to where he is now? How do you feel about that? Like, obviously he leaves the cave, so never mind. That's a silly oh, question. But... <laughs> Not understand or get the impression that you could see the future. Yeah, I'm just gonna say. Online, you can see the future, video How did you know? What, what did I miss? Well, he had those images of the dragon flying over King's Landing, right? He had those same visions oh. that Danny had. Um. Well, yeah. Uh, so in the show, and, and just to, like I know the. The recording is through the mic, so they can hear the question. So the question was, how do we know that Brand can see the future? And I believe there is one scene in the show where they actually say that he can. I can't remember exactly where it was, but I'm pretty sure I remember one of those is saying he can, yeah, he can see the past, present, future. It's kind of implied also that, like, he doesn't really understand his visions. Mm -hmm. Like, he may get glimpses of the dragon flying over King's Landing, like Drogon, but what does that mean to him other than a flash that he's seen in consequence with or in sequence with king aries it's kind of what king you were aries. saying sean yeah and great point now yeah it's, it's what you were saying with he maybe he saw it but couldn't quite interpret it properly the right way and maybe he was flashed with visions of the future but couldn't see it and read the tea the, the tree, tree leaves tea leaves tea leaves thank you <laughs> yes it's one of those prophecy will bite you in the ass kind of deals yeah almost all i mean that's almost like the nature of bran and probably the nature of this panel is it Hard to really know. That's why Martin and writers like to use prophecies because they get to be tricky with it, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I, there's another thought that I've had is <laughs> imagine if someone from medieval times got transported to, to the Library of Congress in Washington, D.C. <laughs> and just had all the medical knowledge of modern time. Okay, the cure to the plague's in there. Go ahead. Go get it. Like, with how they don't know how to interpret all this data. They don't know where to look. You know, it's one thing to theoretically be able to see the future, but to know where to look and what you're looking at and what it means, it's it's a lot. And I, I, I kind of suspect in the show that he's like, you know, what do you think? Um, you know, they wanted to yeah. give him some one-liners. He got pretty flashy at the end. He did. You know what I mean? Like, I'm waiting for my uh, friend. <laughs> yeah. So I let's mean, let's just assume specifically Martin wants Bran to become king. The nature of how it happens or what Brand thinks about it is there's still a lot to be figured out there. The things we do for love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so. Um, so does that explain where his, his visions are going in and out and prophecies that he's, uh, he's making sense of where he says that he can't be the king of the north because he's a three-eyed ring of the throat, and yet he, it's funny. It's funny when you said push, I thought you were going to Jamie for some reason. Someone, someone pushed him. Like, wait, 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 where are we going with this? He was gently wheeled. He was gently all, wheeled. The way, <laughs> all the way there. He used his mind, you know. Uh, so the question was, like, how did he make it to Westeros after he said specifically, like, I can't be the king of anything? Right. Okay. Um, I assume... I assume this I was just talking about somebody with this. It would have been, I don't want to get into this, but it would have been good to see more details of what happened post what happened with John killing Danny. Like, how was the conversation with Grey Worm after that? 
What did Sansa say in the North? Like, I was right. I was right. And then we're all going down. How did she galvanize everyone together? How did she wheel Brand down? Like, I kind of want to see some of those. My voice is changing like Peter Brady right here. (laughs) And it's time to change. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think uh, there is. um, So the main theory that everyone loves that, you know, Bran planned the whole thing and he's yeah. actually evil or, you know, maybe it was a three-eyed raven inside of Bran's head and not really Bran just doing all of this. Um, I think there is some sort of relation in the books for that uh, or supporting evidence for that. And I think it's very interesting to remember the fact that um, the three-eyed raven in the books is actually Brendan Rivers, who's a Blackfire, and, you know, Blackfires are known for their rebellions and they always want to, you know, try and be king in some way. So could it be, you know, the Brendan Rivers manipulating Bran and doing all this stuff to become king in the end, in the books? I mean, he's, if you think about with Duncan Egg and how feared he is, it wouldn't be a far stretch to think that he would want to control Westeros for as long as possible. And if mm-hmm. he found some connection to magic yeah. to tap into that and... And so that, that's an interesting point. Yeah, um, I was kind of thinking about that earlier. Like, like what what would it be to actually have Bran as a king? Like, because where we're left and when the show is obviously the end and Sam and everybody get together and have the council and, you know, Lord Bran, Bran, pictured <laughs> Bran here. <laughs> pictured here. Um, but yeah, um, like, how does everybody feel about essentially a computer, Bran, King Bran, um, being in charge of Westeros, do we think he's going to be a good king? Do we think he's going to be a I don't, bad king? I wonder why he wants to find that dragon. Yeah. He yeah. really wanted yeah. that dragon. He's going to handle that. Like, you know. <laughs> so I, just so you know, I think he'll be a good king for a number of reasons, primarily of which I don't, well, I'll say two. He's not ambitious, I don't think. I guess there might be an argument that he is. Um, and connected to that, he's like, has and is listening to good counsel. And to that end, why does he want to find the dragon? Like, I want to be positive-minded. It's freaking dangerous, man. Yeah, that's true. James burn castles down, kill <laughs> oh, people, we have a livestock, babies. Like, he's got to at least, like, want to keep tabs on it. My like, fear with it, him man. for King is that is he going to be a people person? Because he can't really relate. He really needs to <laughs> lean on his, yeah. uh, his he, lean on letting Tyrion, Tyrion and Davos. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm no big city lawyer, but I think I should run the kingdom. I think Davos <laughs> should run the kingdom. Like, there's this idea that I think we have from watching a show that makes sense. The, the 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 leader character, maybe I'm going a step too far, but generally speaking, what's being propped up as leaders, like the standard is like, how good are you running around with your sword? That's like yeah. the thing. Are you the oldest boy? Can you go fight with your sword? Oh, well, you should be king. Like, that's such a silly way to decide <laughs> yeah. the leaders, yeah. you know? And so, and Brand is so far from that that everyone's like, what, how can this be? But uh, to me, it's like, this is probably what it should be. We probably don't want some See, person with this ambition and this bravado and his testosterone just wants to boss people around it's probably not the best thing sean your explanation is way better than Tyrion's was so yeah, like, like, yes. that, like if that was the explanation that like why but not that he has the best story like, that, like yeah. I mean, that was a lot that was a, made sense what you just said yeah. there you know we did a panel yesterday called fit to sit and we were talking about um previous all the previous kings of westeros and who we thought would be or why we had good good rulers ineffectual rulers and bad rulers and I would, the whole time I was just like man okay Bran actually is going to be a pretty dang good king yeah. because he does know the people and I had mentioned um, Chloe lies in Arbor on Twitter um, of Girls Gone Canon as you guys probably know she um, had done this whole thread talking about the good moments in Bran's story 
and like all the things that he did for the small folk. Like mm. one when they feed him like the bread with the almonds and the nuts, he thinks like, oh, I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna pay them back for those yeah. for that bread like three yeah. times over because that's good King Bran essentially. Yeah, like it's proving to you that he has suffered and he has gone through this stuff, kind of like Fagon, where Fagon's being given this treatment of being raised to be to go through the struggles instead of just being like given the expectation that he's going to be a good ruler just because he was born to it so bran having to go through this whole hero's journey kind of i feel like builds him up to be a good yeah and thinking about how quickly he was forced to be the adult in that situation and and i think it gets explained i talked about this in the panel yesterday so sorry for repeating myself i i think it gets explained even better because there's some moments on the show that they do there where you see him ruling in winterfell but in the in the books they really go into it with him with the phrase showing yes. up and all of that and expands and we get to see him in a lot of leadership situations mm-hmm. being inside his head and to go to what sean says he's a very fair fair-minded brand's still in there yeah he can be a good king and it's we a, don't know like in the books how they're going to handle killing the Night King. So even if it goes down in the same way where the Night King is killed in front of a heart tree, what does that mean for the Werewood Network? What does that mean for the Green Seers? Like, and, are they still even going to, is magic still going to be around? Like, how's the hold, hold the door situation going to play out in the books too? Yeah, like how, we don't know. We're going to have to wait for time that. travel? <laughs> I know, but I can't quite interpret my vision. Sorry. <laughs> um, but with that, that thought, the reason I brought that up, sorry to interrupt, but um, if, if the Werewood Net say ends and does that end blood raven does that end the three-eyed raven so do we get bran back after all of that because that would kind of make sense in a way but i feel mm-hmm. like they would have also done that on the show mm-hmm. yeah. like one of the main reasons i i it's so great to see you guys i was at the one last year and it's just thanks for doing this thank you um one of the reasons i came to this con was because i'm having such a hard time accepting this ending as bran's king and I'm, I was hoping to get, you know, thoughts on why this does make sense, because it just absolutely does make sense to me that, that, that we would go through all of the prophecy, you know, a prince who was promised, um, you know, our prophetic was we go through all of this, and then Arya slays the Night King and Bran is up on the throne. I just, I've been having such a hard time with that. I do think that if magic is gone, that it does make a lot of sense, and if we get Bran back, it makes more sense. But to have this internet guys like internet computer as our king which a friend of mine said don't worry the russians will hack it i want to propose an, an answer to this question and i have to give credit to ashea for this i kind of she's assume you best. guys know a little about this but she's got this whole thing worked out and I'm like wow it's perfect sense is it these different cultures with these different prophecies these different heroes right the idea is that it's not it's like everyone has been trying to figure out like which person fits all the different prophecies just right. And then we start to even find ways to reinterpret the prophecies or, oh, it's maybe it's gender neutral and it doesn't have to be a prince per se, just da da da. But Shay's idea is that no, it is all of them. They're all right. It's all these cultures, heroes have to come together. They all have to work together. It's all these different characters. It's not like one person fitting all these different roles. It's that all these, the roles of all these cultures have to come together for this win. Does that make sense? It, it took Beric and Arya and like all these different people had their little role to play that no one person or one culture is just going to win for everyone. They all had to work together. Does that make sense? That, that, that it didn't have to be, it didn't have to be John to do it. John, like, 
Arya couldn't have killed the Night King if it wasn't for Jon's efforts and Barracks and, and all the other people involved. Everyone had to work together for this to happen. Does that make sense? I think that's like the message, if you will, you know. <laughs> I think more broadly, there is definitely a push towards democracy and away from, you know. I just think about everyone laughing at Sam when he mentions that. To, to, to your, because I think you made some great points, and I think that's a, that's an interesting way of looking at things. But I'm kind of in the same way that you are, and I'm, you know, sitting here talking, like coming here. I was hope, hopefully to, and it does because you, when you're around so many people that love the same thing, you learn that in most stories, most television shows, if we're just looking at it as a television story show do not end well. And what I mean there, that not in like an unhappy ending, it's tough to stick the landing and make everyone happy. What do we have? Breaking Bad and mm-hmm. what? The Lost. Soprano. If you like it, that's, that's controversial. Yeah, it's like um, split on that. What? Yeah. Uh, cheers, if you're into Cheers, that final scene of Cheers is fun. If you're like, six, six Feet Under is maybe the best. And uh, no spoilers. If anyone yet. ever saw The Leftovers? Leftovers is really another excellent. Yeah. But, it's, but the point is it's... Less but we can name so many good popular shows. I was like, oh, Lost. You know, like, oh, Sons of Anarchy wrong, you know? is another one. If people like that show, it ended so bad. Like, it's, it's, and this is just another one. So I'm kind of in your camp in the way that I was filled with some, a lot of questions at the end. And I'm hoping that as the books come out and as people explain, some of it we maybe need to project. It's, there's nothing wrong with projecting your own meaning on something because the journey was hope really not. fun. Yeah, no, I hope not. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Um, well, I wanted to get into um, a bit of a theory that I really like, and it's titled, so I'll bring it back to Bran being king, but um, basically, Bran is the Lord of Light. <laughs> okay, all right. So, yeah, there's there's a whole lot of things to unpack there with that theory, but the reason I like it is because it's based on patterns that George R. R. Martin has used in other novels that he's written and he loves to write a, <clears throat> excuse me he loves to write about a human becoming a god mm. in a sense um and i think he's trying to play with that same concept in uh, a song of ice and fire and bran is the one character that makes the most sense for him to do that with and he's also played a lot with the concept of um uh, collective uh, consciousness and, you know, the Weirwood Network and the Children of the Forest, it's definitely what he's doing that with. And so I think there could be, well, the way I would want it to happen is, and the way I thought it was going to happen in the show, which I, I may have been, uh, you know, raising my hopes a bit too high there, mm-hmm. but uh, um, I thought the fact that Bran was going to be um, in the um, Godswood with the Weirwood, right next to the Weirwood tree um, as bait meant that he was going to die there. And as we know, um, whenever a child of the forest or the three raven dies, their consciousness goes into the the weirwood network. And imagine if this had happened while the weirwood tree was on fire, right? Because there was a lot of fire around. It was very easy to, like, you know, burn the weirwood tree at the same time. And then maybe his consciousness would get mixed in with the fire as it's going into the tree. It gets mixed in with the fire. And then you have a, a bunch of, like, ice and fire references in there as well. And then maybe he, that's how he was able to communicate through fire. But there's that. But I think it would be awesome if um, the, sa- the same thing we were talking about, the getting rid of the magic in the end. If Bran could go through that process and then somehow be able to become human again, I think that would be an amazing story if we're going with the fact that he has the best story for, for being king. That would be pretty <laughs> cool, right? <laughs> if he, he's, he was a god at one point. And uh, yeah, I don't know. 
So that, yeah, that would be a cool way to become king. That would be really cool, yeah. <laughs> one, one thing with a lot of uh, potential ideas about how he could have gone into Werewolf Tree or Magic is Gone, things like that, is how do you show that on TV? How do you yeah. show that yeah, that was the yeah. tree now? How do that you show worry. that Magic is Gone, especially yeah. with, like, the limited time that they were committing to it? So then there's one thing about the rushed nature of the final season is it I brought this up in another panel, like that, that council they have at the end, even if specifically that's how it goes, that they kind of, it's going to, what seemed like somewhat randomly show up all of a sudden and make this decision with almost no planning behind it. Even if that's actually what happens, you still think that no one wrote any letters leading up to that yeah. moment. You still think there's no communication and that's between what, yeah. Sansa. That's what I was saying. Like, did you, we would have liked to see those moments. Yeah. Where was the election in Dorne? Yeah. How, yeah. Who was that guy? But we would yeah. like to, but since we didn't get to, here we are to talk about it, you yeah. know? Like, we, we're we going to be thinking about this and talking about this until the books come out and after. Huh. And it's one of those things, like, that I just keep, like, when they, I have so many questions about season eight, and I just always tell myself, I'm like, okay, they just did not have enough time or did not want to spend enough time. Yeah. And then I reflect on the earlier seasons, and I'm like, okay, this was a whole Sansa chapter that they narrowed down into two sentences. Yep. So that kind of helps me rationalize it a little bit and kind of have some understanding to deal with my feelings. I think it's just poor. I think it's just poor time management when it really comes down to it. Yeah. When I think they could have done it in six. If we see what we saw, I think they could have done it in six episodes, but it it could have been spaced out a little bit better. Yeah. We, they didn't need to do the two two months later thing at the bottom of the screen and then put us all over to that to that panel with mm-hmm. the panel the, the <laughs> console with everybody because i would have i was joking about it but i would have liked to see down down in dorn again and see at least for a second even stopping in there is that tristane or is that just some or is that not even a martel is that his other families in dorn or the iron islands yara like hearing seeing how she reacted would react to her brother's death or that euron's dead completely I don't know. All those moments, I think, would have made the moment of Bran becoming king better mm-hmm. if it if it just felt like it was more of a buildup. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I would have loved to see Bran interact with more people. Yeah. Yeah, and then so everyone would be like, yeah, okay, everyone had their own interaction with Bran. They all know him, and and yeah, that would have been a, a really good to see. I think the conversations that we might have had between people going to visit John. Well, he's just sitting in jail waiting for this council to happen. Think, mm-hmm. You know, think about when Ned was in prison, the conversations we got with Varys. Mm-hmm. Like, we just didn't get any of that. How much that might have, like, shifted our gears and what we thought would or should happen, you know. Those Davos-John scenes would be awesome. I mean, this, you know Davos came and saw him and talked to him or whatever. Uh, did you have a question, sir? Yeah, I don't know how this fits into the plot necessarily, but what I thought was interesting when Daenerys says she was going to break the wheel... Well, who actually broke the wheel, but one who was broken. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and on wheels. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. It's, so, it's a dun, dun. Do you think that, that the Night King's insistence on, you know, tracking Bran down had in any way, you know, kind of identified uh, that he was going to be the, the greatest uh, source so, yeah, so, like, by the Night King targeting him, it should have given us an idea that Bran was going to be king. Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I honestly, like, didn't put that together. Did you guys? No. Yeah, like, no. Bran, yeah. Bran as king came out of left field for me, yeah. so that's why I really I almost thought that, I was joking a couple of times, I almost thought they were going to Davos, because when he started saying, we need someone fair, we need someone that's outside the norm, 
uh, I thought maybe Sam or I like I never my mind never went to Bran. I don't know about any of you guys. <laughs> yeah, no, mine either. Uh, but to be fair, once it happened, you start thinking about it. I, I'm pretty sure more than any other character, we witnessed Bran be prepped for it. Yeah, right. Yeah, we like, really do. Rob yeah. probably sat there with Maester Lewin, like learning all the house rules, but we didn't see it. But we saw Bran sit there and tell Rickon to be quiet, listen to the people with their complaints, learn from, you know what I mean? Like, we saw him more than any other character being prepped for this position, you know? Yeah. And I think it's also very important to remember the little hints, like the fact that his chapter is the very first chapter yeah. in the Game of Thrones. Yeah. And the yeah. very yeah. first one written. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. And then, so it's probably going to end with Bran, start with Bran and end with Bran. Um now, what does that mean? We don't know exactly, but it could definitely mean him being king. And um, also the, um, what's it called? Is, is it an allegory, I guess? Um, yeah. For him liking to climb, you know, you have to climb to power type yeah. of thing. I don't know. Nice. <laughs> Maybe. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> not and, just... and, and being at the top was not the success either. Like, right. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just a question I have because I'm curious because I don't think we know for a fact, who thinks Bran will be king in the novels? Or, yeah, I kind of do too. Yeah, kind of do. Because I think what Val was saying is, it. I feel like it's littered more in the novels. In the show, I feel like it kind of came out of nowhere. Hell, he's not even in a whole season. You know, like, yeah. like in, but in the in the novels, I agree, he's the first character, you're inside it, I mean, you're in everyone's head, but I really feel like it's his story in some ways mm. in there. And so yeah. I'm very curious to see how George would wrap that together in a way because maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I feel like it would work there in a way that it didn't work on the show. I've got like a, a series of thoughts here, okay? Yes. If you think about, you know, attempt to not get too political, but, you know, <laughs> let's say that the Night King maybe represents an environmental threat, right? Surely we can accept that Martin's using some symbolism, right? And we even get the conversation when... When John is brooding better than Tyrion, you know, <laughs> yeah. okay, remember that? And Tyrion's like, look, it's hard to accept the threat like the world is going to end. It's easier to accept the threat like my sister is mean, you know, yeah. or murderous yeah. or, you know, not to downplay how bad Cersei is. But you see what I'm saying? It's, it's easier to address that villain yeah. than it's sort of this intangible thing, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, and if Bran, they seem to be pushing the idea that he represented knowledge. Mm-hmm. If knowledge is going to save us. Knowledge is what should rule us, not someone running around with a sword, not war, but knowledge. It's brands the symbol is what's going to win against this intangible threat of the environment. Mm-hmm. And also, I imagine some of you were maybe, you know, this, they got this sentiment. They're like, we thought he was like the final villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah. You, let's just say that we did. So let's say we conquer the environmental issues. You think that there's not still going to be bad rulers on Earth? Do you think that there's still not going to be the Cerseys out there that we also have to deal with? So mm-hmm. uh, to me, like, it, I agree along the way. I was like, what, what, what? But then, like, afterwards, I'm like, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess. You know, like, I was able to reconcile almost all of it, you know. I, I don't necessarily like how they got there, but when I think of it in this big-picture sense, if I was, like, mm-hmm. telling the story to someone, I can't spend 80 hours telling someone's story, so I have to condense it down. I would hit these points, and it would make sense, you know? Yeah. Um, If that's the case, uh, book-wise, logistically, why didn't the three-eyed crow need Bran to come up there, and then who's going to bring Bran back? Or where we pull from 
I don't even know if he's going to leave that. Like, this is where it's like, is he king? Because I, part of me feels like I never thought Bran would leave that cave in the in the mm-hmm. in the books. So it's, I don't know. Could uh, I wish I had, I wish all of us. I think we all feel this way. I wish we had better answers because a lot of this is just us us yeah. playing Miss Cleo here a little bit, you know, and trying to understand. It is yeah, the fun yeah. part, and which is why this is an exciting panel to be in to try to explain this and think about this. So, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm sorry. That's a horrible answer. Do we think that it ties in any way to um, what Three-Eyed Raven told Bran in his dreams in the very first book? Mm-hmm. Like, you will fly. You know, you might not work, walk again, but you will fly. So if he ends up in this cave, yeah. Now, yeah, see, dragon, I'm yeah. always thinking about dragons secretly. <laughs> so, you know, like, that could be an option, his green-seeing abilities. Because, um, I mean, the Starks are all hell of wargs. They're amazing wargs. So... What is what could he do? He could he can warg Hodor. Maybe he could warg somebody else and kind of use them as a vessel if he's stuck in the cave, which I think would be super interesting to have a king who's it's, stuck. It's funny in you the said cave. I sort of just thought about that. Like yeah. could you just like, you know, take over somebody and yeah. not the brightest brightest bulb in the north and it's just, just like Hodor. walk down. Yeah. Just Hodor. He, he forgets <laughs> to hold the door plot. Hodor. He's just he's king now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a question earlier? No, I was just saying I think for a lot of people upset with Bran being king is for so long he was a periphery character. He was not even in season five. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's Martin's ending, but I think they didn't want to I guess, spend as much time with him because the magic part is not as interesting. It's not as easy to write or interpret in a visual yeah. you know. And so I do think it's going to be Martin's ending, but because they're not exactly fans of Bran or understand or have difficulty writing that yeah. aspect of the story, it seems out of left field. Like even Isaac was like, is this a joke? <laughs> they they yeah. may not have known at that point. They may or not, you know, we know that they've communicated with George. We don't know exactly what he told them. Yeah, when did they point. have that weekend? When did he, they get yeah. that bullet points? Like, well, even, even if he uh, tells them something like, you know, John kills Danny, but, but I don't know how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So they have to figure out how it's going to happen, you know. But, I mean, uh, Isaac did reveal, and, you know, I don't know if we should believe him or not, that he did sound pretty confident that, George told him that Bran would be king in the books. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. There were, okay. they, didn't they, they say there were three things that they were taken aback by. Yeah. The right? Shireen, Shireen wow Hodor, and yeah. Bran being king. But it was, was Isaac, like, t- uh, speaking specifically about Bran, there were two things that I think, I don't know if he heard this from David and Dan or from George himself, but, um, I yeah. Love- I love that blog post. Yes and no, no and yeah. yes, and yes <laughs> and no. It's like, sh- come on, dude, stop being a troll for five seconds and answer a damn question. Got to yeah. care. Like- I definitely think that it's going to have to do a lot more with magic in the books. If it does happen in the books, magic has to be a huge part of it because that's that's all that yeah. the brand story is all about. You know, it's it's a more magical one out of everyone. And when we get the ones of winter, very very soon here. I think next it's going to be next week. Next week. I think it's going to be the most magical book that we've gotten yet. It's been like set up that we're going to see some trippy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully, I like- mean, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be. We're going to talk about the, a little bit little about this later with John, but I think John's going to lead us into some really unique territory, in my opinion, in the next book. Oh, yeah, and because I, I think you're right, Val's right. You guys are all. Magic is tough to show on on the show where a show you've established as the foundation of it is all this political intrigue kind of stuff. I think if a show is magical at the beginning, and I know 
Game of Thrones was a little magical at the beginning, but it's a fine line from dragons that could be real life creatures to see Jason and the Argonauts and uh, skeletons popping out of the ground. And, you know, you're dealing with a uh, weirwood net and stuff like that. So I think it just works so much better in, a, in written form. And I think the show runners in the show has been much better at visually doing the politically intri- political intrigue stuff and then big battles than, than magic. Right. Magic. There's a, you have to have a certain showrunner, an X filey kind of showrunner to pull off the Vince Gilligan uh, showrunner to pull off that stuff. <laughs> it's also thin ice to be on when you start to use magic. Like I, I was ready to be very frustrated. Once Arya can just be anyone, I just stop believing what's happening on screen anymore. Yeah, you know what tough. I mean. You it's have tough. to be careful not to use too much magic because it's it can be like a writing crutch. Yeah, like yeah. it can come up with some dilemma and it can't figure out like oh we'll just use magic and then and so later when their dilemma is like well I'm not worried because they're just going to use magic to death. Yeah, so you have to keep it minimized. A, you know? It's and you mentioned it earlier, so I'm making an excuse to make mention again. Lost season one has that perfect balance, and not I'm not talking about later on. I know it's a, it's a trigger word, but the first <laughs> season of Lost, I think walks that line well and i in able to establish magic without it being ridiculous you know they they keep it where it could be magic or it could be yeah, a it could just be a black it's hard it's like to know. Black cloud of smoke that just yeah. flow through you know and in game of thrones it's there's definitively magic but we still don't know quite know the nature of it how powerful it is how much we're over interpreting you know uh and and i and i like it better that way i yeah. I, I don't want to just know that Brand can take over anybody. Oh, well, okay, fine. And I'm not even going to pay attention anymore because it's uh, it starts to become less meaningful. Danny's you know? hair suddenly doesn't burn, you know, but <laughs> that one pissed me off for some reason. Yeah. All right. uh, you had a question over there? Yeah, I was thinking, like, the reason why Brand came king because Terry spoke up for him, but they haven't met each other since very early in the first book. So if Brand's going to be in this cave for possibly the rest of his life, how does he get that interaction with Kieran again to have him vow for him to speak for him to the rest of the council regarding you know, the best option for King? Honestly, just like so many other things, they're just going to have Tyr- Tyrion doing something another character is going to do. It's yeah, going to be someone else later, and they've made it Tyrion on the show. So it's because we've got to get Peter Dinklage as much work as possible. At least that's my that's my opinion. I think that a lot of, especially in the last season or so, a lot of it was they just need to make sure the audience knows what's going on. I, and I don't want to be negative, but I, there's just, there's a difference between people who were coming out to cons and listening to t- taking notes, watching every episode three times, and there's just. Literally millions of people who love the show. They buy the T-shirt. They watch it every week. But they only watch it one time. They don't listen to podcasts. They can't remember every character's name. The blonde one, Daenerys. Yeah, like my sister loves this show, and we talk about it. But she still, at the beginning of the season, was clarifying. So John and Danny are brother and sister. I'm like, no, no, let me explain. You know, like, <laughs> And so I think like the scene when, when John is telling Danny his true nature, that she's almost like, repeating it back it's it's like slightly staged dialogue you know mm-hmm. and i really think that's just to make sure the audience really like i guarantee you they screen this they show with the audiences have them take surveys look at the service like they still don't know like all right let's rewrite <laughs> this next episode to make sure you know and i think that's a little bit of it uh, just the nature of how they got to present this yeah. Tyrion is just explaining it to us he, he's he's making a pitch but if 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 that had just been a 10-episode season, instead, it would have been a series of conversations. Through, mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to get too far off talking from Bran, but just think about the nature of when Varys is going to talk to Ned, right? When Ned's in jail, and and at first it's like, you know, X, Y, Z, you can go to the wall, and he's, like, blowing him off. He's like, 
look, they're going to kill you. And he's like, you think I care about my life? And he's like, and finally, Bart's like, oh, your sisters or your, your family, your daughters, you know? So, but that was like over three episodes over a series. Yeah. Like Tyrion goes to talk to John. next scene. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was like two <laughs> minutes later. It was like, it made, yeah. and it, but imagine if that was drawn out over a series of conversations mm-hmm. over three more episodes, we would swallow it a little more easily. You know, and I think yeah. the same thing, it wouldn't have just been one speech by Tyrion. It would have been a series of conversations, seeds planted, Sansa writing a letter, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not that that makes it okay, no. but it's the way I rationalize it in my mind, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually have a question for all of you. That scene with Tyrion and Bran in Winterfell, what's your best speculation about what they actually talked about? I was just going to say that when you mentioned the other scene, that that's another example of something in season, in this season that probably could have been expanded on a little bit more. They In a really great episode, probably the best episode, that was in episode two of this season, right? With, okay. Mm-hmm. In a really great episode where we had a lot of great conversations, I would have loved to see a few more minutes of them talking. Instead, the way that scene cut, it's like what Trump was saying from a television standpoint, it cut like, did they continue talking? Did they or not? And then you realize that later in that final scene, oh, he told him his whole life story, but it would have been, even if we just saw them together talking, you know, like when you're in a party and there's two drunk people that just can't get away from you. Like, <laughs> like if they, you just pass them at one point in time and you just see them talking in the background while mm-hmm. Brand's being knighted or something, you know, something we don't have to hear what they're saying, but I just felt like I needed a little bit more to see yep. what Tyrion's reaction was. I mean, Tyrion's such a logical individual. Okay, so you 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 met Brandon Rivers and he made you, or is he Brandon Rivers on the show? I don't know. You met a raven, a magic yeah, raven in a, you met a magic raven in the tree that looks like Max von Zyda. But I mean, I think, I think said. that, uh, Brand said, look, if you don't pitch for me to be king, I'm going to give away the punchline to your story about the, <laughs> the, the, the mule. Honeycomb and the jackass. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're on. He's like, no, you can't. <laughs> Fine, you can be king. So good. <laughs> oh, man, I, I really hope that they just like, had a super interesting conversation and Tyrion asked Bran like every secret that he ever wanted but it's it's like the scene um I really wanted to hear the RJ or R plus L equals J reveal from from Bran to Sansa and Arya yeah. like I wanted to see that but it got cut um yeah yeah there was a lot of those cut scenes and it, it was really annoying <laughs> yeah no, it was i mean yeah. there's no there's no way around it we can yeah. i can stomp my feet it's not going to make the scene come but yeah. what i hope is that those lines were written you know if we don't see something there's something in acting and scene motivation like i'm sorry i'm gonna get weird here like moment before understanding where you are in a scene and even if you don't talk like if you're faking having a phone conversation you actually want to have a conversation you want you don't just want to go yep yep no you get a pause okay you're hearing the person and in a scenes scenes like that, I hope the actors and the writers and the directors got together, and I, I don't know if they did, and discussed what that conversation was, what those points, because then when the actors go to motivate it, it actually works. And I feel like there wasn't all of that. I call it checks and balances. I feel like in this last season, the biggest problems was checks and balances from a performance acting standpoint. The story, whatever, we could bitch about it all we want, but like, I, I just feel like I hope I hope that those moments happened, and I don't think they did. I have this general idea or frustration with TV that a lot of times there's there's this moment being built up and you get to it and they cut away. You know, like the, the husband comes home and a wife's cheating or something like that. And then like, I want to see that conversation. That's like the drama. That's where the character is going to be revealed. This is like the intense moment. That, and they always just like, 
And uh, I guess not always, because a lot of shows unless you're do Breaking Bad follow like, through. Again, again Breaking these... Bad does that. It's that'll yeah. be like cutting away. Hank finds out that Walt's. You know, uh, sorry, everybody. Hey, friends of the waltz, uh, whatever. Uh, and it's like, okay, we're not going to have them ever talk again. And we're just going to see Hank showing up, whatever, in the desert. You know, like, we're just not going to actually do that. Sorry, anyone who hasn't seen Breaking Bad. But uh, so I get frustration. Watch I it. get frustrated a lot of times when we don't see this moment that we know is juicy or powerful or whatever. We don't see it play out. But a moment like that, I realize when I cut away from the brand and tearing, like, oh, what? This is more than anything. This is what I but what did I actually expect to happen here? This how long is this scene gonna be? Like, I could have to be an episode. 14 minutes of Bran just telling Tyrion everything. Is that I'd really watch what that. I thought was gonna would, happen? You know, so I would watch the hell out of that episode. I'd rewatch that episode like 10 times. It was like a whole 45 minute episode of just Brandon. This, this whole con talking. would be yeah. on that yeah. scene. Yeah. Yeah. We do we we'd have it on the back the talking. Brand Tyrion yeah, yeah. con. Yeah. Yeah, doing commentary on the Brandon Tyrion conversation. Got a question in the back row there. I, I love that because that fixes the, the not being able to have kids problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah totally. Yeah, so, I mean, she was saying that, um, yeah, so, like, the, the longevity of the Three-Eyed Raven that we saw the one before Bran, he, he lived a long time, so Bran should probably be able to live that long. I wonder if it has anything to do with being attached to the tree, though. Yeah. 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 Directly yeah. plugged into the Weirwood net probably gives you a longer battery life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well said. Yeah. Living a long time, including a tree, will give you a different perspective on the world. Yeah. You know, you might be a little less worried about certain things, a little more worried about other things. Like long-term, you know, like sacrifices of a current generation for the betterment of the future might be more meaningful to someone who lives a thousand years. I'm imagining the inner thoughts of the knight from Last Crusade that's just sitting in there waiting for Indy to show up. (laughs) He chose... Poorly. You chose. I was I was trying to figure out for five minutes how to fit in. You chose poorly, but I, I couldn't I do it, so I just it. mentioned it. Thank you. Yes. I guess we're sort of getting towards the end. Does anyone have any uh, last thoughts I, on brand? Well, oh. oh, sorry. Oh, okay. I, I'll keep it quick. Uh, let me see. Okay, I wanted to talk about the the fact that okay, if if we were thinking that brand, um, like the whole thing that uh, Brendan Rivers trying to get brand to or use brand to become king again. What does that mean for, and I know there's no Night King in the books yet, but what does that mean for the Army of the Dead in the books? Are they trying to go after Bran because of yeah, this king thing? Um, good question. It's another one of those, like, just you don't, there's not really an answer to it. Just like, the, will there be a Night King in the books, or is there not yeah. even a necessity for one? Well, because to go with Sean saying about television and television, you need to have that single figure to have someone look at because of TV's unfortunate rules of television kind of thing. You have to have a villain, mm-hmm. right, unless yeah. you're the Borg. But even in the Borg, they made a Borg queen. For anyone that's Star Trek fans, eventually you yeah. had to make a Borg queen when you had a movie because you can't just have... But whatever. <laughs> there is the Great Other in the books. Yeah, they refer the to the Great Other and the 13th yeah. Lord Commander as the Knight's the, King. The yeah. Knight's so, King. And they think that he was a Stark too, right? Yeah, he was, so. a, he was a Stark. So, And then we also really didn't get the whole relevance of the important Stark bloodline and why there mm-hmm. must always be a Stark in Winterfell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping... Unless they all go down to King's Landing for a, a quick meeting with no Stark in Winterfell. Do we have time to get a question? Yeah, uh, I'm curious, what's your best guess for what Bran was doing, dur- doing during the Battle of Winterfell against the Night King? My, my, best guess is that he was, my best guess is that he was just observing. Like, I think a lot of people are like, disappointing he didn't, like, take over the dragon. Da, da, da. Like, I don't think he is this combative warrior that's winning. You know what I mean? He's just this source of knowledge, this source of wisdom. 
And it's when it's time for battle, go let the guys with swords do it. I'm just going to wait here. I'll observe. He's interested in what's going on, but I don't think he necessarily, yeah. like maybe there's some idea that he was trying to draw the Night King to him. Like, hey, here I am. It's like, stop killing my peoples. Come face me. Maybe some of that, but. Yeah, I kind of like the idea that they there was a lot of mental battle between them two going on, and we just couldn't see it because, you know, it's TV. It's really hard to show on TV, but that's what I like to think. It's like big trouble in Little China when they fight. But yeah, I, I think he was just making fun of Theon for uh, sitting there ragging on Theon the whole time. <laughs> Anybody yeah, ever heard of Scooter Magruder? Yeah. <laughs> Scooter Magruder, he does these YouTube videos. He just covers different things. It's all these like one minute long like reaction videos, you know. And at that moment, he's like, he went to see Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to strategically use the birds to do something. Yeah, at least that, like dive bomb. There was that moment. I don't know if that's what you're referring to. Like that moment when he connects into the, into the birds and they fly out. We're, was he just going to get a, a visual eye on the Night King, or was he doing more like, come on, come on, come at me, bro? Like, like trying to throw it to him and using the birds as an annoyance to like, so the Night King could easily track where he was from there. He's like, yeah. oh, maybe he doesn't know exactly where I am on the, yeah. on the campus. Like, so if, if to you him. told me I'm in Nashville, okay, yeah, can you like, narrow that down Nashville. a little bit? It's like yeah. me looking for my Uber last night drunk. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on Second Street. Well, what street am I on right now? <laughs> and if in the meantime, every other car, you're smashing yeah, yeah. to pieces. Like, is this like, the car? Just come <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was, it is exactly yeah. why I lost my wallet. Wish you had I'd a rather lose my wallet than my down. phone. No, it's going to be fun watching me try to get into the airport and check in tomorrow. Like, hi, hi. Totally. <laughs> this is my picture. See? <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Mm. I'm apologizing to all of you for losing my wallet. So I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, all of you, that I won't be able to buy you drinks tonight. I'm sorry. I'll be begging you for chips off your table. Uh, I guess we have a few more seconds. Any any last minute questions about Bran, or are we all very happy he's king now? Do, do, do we do our do we do a good job? If people actually have a moment of Bran and Drogon meeting again, do 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 I think it will actually happen? I don't, yes, I do because because he's gonna find he's gonna be able to find him. I mean, he's got birds all over the place. I mean, you think Varys has birds? Friggin' Bran is in every bird <laughs> yeah. in the freaking world if he wants. Which I said, it didn't make sense that he still needed a Master of Whispers because yeah. he's, he's he definitely... Is, perhaps, because he is the Master of Whispers, but perhaps he's looking for Drogon to be his successor so he can, like, project his, his brain into Drogon and then we'll have a dragon as king. I don't know. That makes sense. I, think it, I like it. I think, I, think, I, think that's what, I think that's George's ending right there. I think that's how we should end the panel. Dragon is king next. Dragon is yes. king. Yes. <laughs> yeah, if we want to do a little quick outro here for everybody, I'm San Rixian again. You can find me at Twitter um, at San Rixian, and I have sanrixian.com. I'm doing a sale after Con of Thrones on all my merch, 15% off to 20%. Just hashtag code Con of Thrones. So, Val? Yeah, she does awesome stuff. So, yes, definitely check it out. <laughs> uh, because Geek on YouTube, um, that's where you can follow me, or because uh, Val on Twitter. <laughs> And I just want to say, she really gets down to the details and figures out Game of Thrones. Her all videos are awesome. Anyway, Thanks. follow me on Twitter, Dancing Sean. Just look for me outside playing drums. <laughs> yes. Yeah, fill the issues, guy. Ever say hi to me? Give me a hug. I lost my wallet. I'm sad. <laughs> Buy a drink. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you.